Hello, I'm Alana and I am an autistic ADHDer and I have been thinking for a while about starting a podcast. I came up with this idea of rather than getting caught up in the idea of recording something perfectly in a studio, having something planned that instead could record podcast through voice notes. A little bit of background about me. For starters, you can hear me puffing. I am going for a walk with my dogs and I'm not going up any hills or anything, but I'm still puffing. In the last two years, I have found out that I am autistic and I am an ADHDer. So both of those things were complete and utter shocks to me. The ADHD was discovered after my little boy when he was six. He was diagnosed ADHD and oh boy did I relate to all of the things I was reading about. And I was doing the classic, yeah, but doesn't everyone feel like that? Uh, It turns out they don't. I then had my diagnosis. I started medication. The medication has completely transformed my life. I will talk about that more in following episodes. But what it also did was it quietened down my ADHD. And all of a sudden, I could feel, see, hear, taste, smell, everything. And that's how I discovered that I was autistic as well. Again, we're going to go into this in later episodes about the intricacies of uh, women in particular being diagnosed later in life. I just remember the night that I realized, which sounds like really dramatic, I'd been noticing all these things and I am in the neurodivergent world with ADHD anyway. So I'd heard lots of autistic women speaking and related to a lot of it. But there was this one particular night where every hour I woke up And I thought, oh my God, I'm autistic. I'll go back to sleep. The next hour, I'm autistic. This is a really common thing for me when something changes in my life to process it. Often I process it while I'm sleeping and I will wake up multiple times a night with that thought going round and round in my head. And yeah, the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to book in and get myself assessed. Before I go on any further, this podcast is, so I do not gatekeep autism or ADHD. In my opinion, you do not have to have an official diagnosis. I don't even like the word diagnosis. You are very, very welcome to self-diagnose. And I'll tell you a little bit about the reason why I think that way. And that is because if people believe that to be valid with diagnosis of ADHD or autism, if people believe that you need to have someone tell you that, there's a few things. So first of all, diagnosis is not accessible to so many people. It's very, very expensive. It's very hard to get in to see somebody. It's very hard to find somebody who is neuroaffirming. And then you have people who have co-occurring conditions. You have people who are misdiagnosed. You have people who are medically gaslit. You have people who have asked or tried to ask for help and have been shut down. You have all of these things. So the privilege of being able to say that self-diagnosis is not valid is an opinion that's not welcome here. And if you have that opinion, feel free to stick around to have your mind changed or feel free to shuffle on. Something else I thought I would touch on, which is I wrote a book about ADHD and I started my social media, my Instagram, my TikTok, and because it's anonymous, you get comments that are not only not nice, they're blatantly untrue. 
So I am a avid deleter and blocker. I don't care. I don't care. You know, I've had people say to me, oh, I'm just trying to have a discussion. But if I feel that you are being aggressive or belligerent or deliberately misunderstanding what I'm saying or pushing your agenda, or if you're just mean and rude, I will block and delete you. And I encourage other people who are on social media to do the same. I made a rule with myself a little while ago, and that was don't get into arguments with idiots on the internet. I'm not going to try and spend my energy convincing somebody that what I'm saying is my truth. That doesn't mean I'm not open to being corrected. Oh my gosh, I am open to being corrected. So I remember early on when I started posting on TikTok and I used the term ASD. I wasn't really in the neuroaffirming space yet. And one of my friends on TikTok, Liv Cochran, go and follow her. She's awesome. She actually sent me the loveliest message and very gently, kindly and informatively corrected me on my use of the term ASD. And I was so grateful because I wasn't in that kind of space yet. That was the mainstream way of saying autism. Again, let's get to why we don't say ASD later on. And then since then, I've actually passed that little message on to other people because this is where it starts, right? Like this is how our society becomes more neuroaffirming. And that's the thing that I find so odd about this idea that autistic people are rigid. Instead of using the word rigid, I would use an autistic person finds great comfort and joy in things remaining the same. Now, they're two very, very different ways of saying something. But the second way is neuroaffirming. So yeah, that's where I stand on social media. And The reason I wanted to start this podcast is because I often take my dogs for walks and I have all of these thoughts. I mean, let's be honest, I'm autistic. I never stop thinking. And sometimes I just can't be bothered making it into a cute little TikTok. Sometimes I just want to ramble. So here I am. I don't even know what I'm going to be talking about. I don't even know how often I'm going to be putting podcasts out. But that's okay. I don't need to know. It actually doesn't matter. So I'm going to tell you where I'm at right at this very moment. Not location-wise, because that would be weird and then someone could stalk me. But I am walking through the bush. It is a beautiful day. The sun is out. I'm 42. And I am in the middle of a divorce. And I thought that if I ever had to say those words, they would be said with so much sadness and regret and even maybe anger. But They're not. This is just where I am. There's a lot of talk in the neurodivergent community about masking. I'm sure you've come across the term, but if you haven't, basically it's this idea that to keep ourselves safe in a neurotypical society, we learn to cover up things about ourselves, not even just to be safe, just to try and fit in, to try and assimilate, to try and get that job, to whatever it is. Particularly women, we develop this mask that puts us further along than perhaps we could have if we were actually being ourselves. Now, the issue is that when you get to being in your 40s and you've been masking your whole life, you don't actually even know who you are anymore. And trying to figure that out is so difficult. There's so many factors around you. Like, what are my friends going to think? What are my family going to think? What's my partner going to think? What's my work going to think? 
there's all these things. I mean, you know, that's that old thing of I don't care what other people think, but you know, you do because these are people around you and you've presented yourself in a particular way and you've said that you're okay with certain things and you've gone along with other things and you've stamped down your own feelings. And to try and change that, that's confronting. It's not just confronting for you, but it is confronting for people around you. And to be honest, I would say that that is 90% of the reason why I am currently in the middle of a divorce. I was with my ex-husband for eight years. It was a second big relationship. I wasn't married before, but I did have children to another man who I was with for 10 years. And if I look back from the start of our relationship, and I've got to stress, none of this was intentional. I was not intentionally presenting myself in a particular way. I did it because, man, the patriarchy, hyperfeminism, you know, the idea that to be a desirable woman, I should cater to the man. Now, I've got to be very honest with you. I'm not, this is not a man bashing thing. I'm not, I'm not going down that road. I might later. No, I'm just joking. I have two, two beautiful boys who I'm trying to raise to be amazing men. I'm going to talk about it from my perspective. When I look back now, I did present that hyper-feminine, the nurturing, the, you know, willing to put my needs last. And my husband married that woman. So in his eyes, that's the woman he married, which is totally, that's, that's understandable. That was who I was presenting as. And then after being diagnosed autistic, I realized I'm not actually that woman. I don't want to put up with dirty dishes being left in the sink. And oh my God, that's such a cliche. I know that's a cliche. But when you are an autistic adhd and you struggle with executive functioning and you have finally cleaned that kitchen and then you come back and another adult has left dirty dishes with like food on them in the sink. Like I used to squash that down. I used to think, oh, it's that bad. He's a really lovely guy. He's a wonderful guy. And he is. He is a wonderful guy. But because I had spent the previous, I don't know, seven years just cleaning up that dish, when I started not wanting to clean up that dish and wanting to have discussions about how that dish was actually really symbolic to me of so many other things, and my husband was not able to take that on, part of me gets it. I mean, personally, I would start just doing the dish. I mean, I wouldn't leave the dish in the first place. But for him, he was being faced with this completely different person than who he married. The person that was like okay with all of these things before, even though I wasn't okay with them, I was just pretending, was now a completely different person who was, in his eyes, picking on him. The thing is, I had been stamping down my feelings about those things. And when I started to speak up about them, I felt great. I felt assertive. I felt in control of myself. I felt like I was putting up boundaries about things that were really important to me. And I was really proud of myself. And that extended beyond just things around the house. I was putting up boundaries with work. I was putting up boundaries with family. And it's not like all of a sudden I became this massive, horrible person. I became assertive and sure of myself. And I've always actually been quite assertive. But there was this secret part of me that really, really wasn't. And that secret part got sick of being hidden and was coming out. And so that was, I would say, the main contributing factor to the reason why I'm in the middle of a divorce. I changed into somebody that my husband no longer recognized, but I changed into somebody that I genuinely was so proud of and loved so much. And I wasn't willing to compromise anymore by giving up that person. 
So that's me right now. I am standing on the precipice of something really great and I'm really excited to find out what it's going to be and I'm really excited about taking you guys along with me. I'm going to try and keep these episodes pretty short because I know if I don't, I'll put myself off of recording them. I am so happy that you're here. I don't even know if anyone's listening, to be honest, but I'm going to pretend that I'm talking to a big audience and I will keep you guys in the loop. I don't know why I said that. That was such a neurotypical thing to say. I don't know. I don't even know how to end this. So I'll catch you later.